Is regardless of the circumstances uh, that we go through, we can still praise the Lord. Whether in the valley, whether on the mountaintop, He's still worthy of all praise. And uh, He's so good to us. And uh, it's humbling, honestly, as you look back in your own life and you reflect on what the Lord has done. I believe that uh, it's a, a true testament to understand that none of us would be here if it was not for the grace of God within our lives. And uh, I just, I think we need to reflect on that a little more often. Uh, we need to, to thank the Lord because, uh, you know, we, we, we just go through life sometimes as if uh, we, we neglect all of the, the many things that the Lord has done, is doing, and is going to do. And man, uh, he's just so good to us, so good to us. Notice what the Bible says in Psalm 119. Go back to this verse, verse 145. We're going to park here this evening for just a few minutes. And uh, I don't know why, but uh, these these verses have helped me already this evening as I was listening to... Uh, our, our choir this evening in this congregation singing that song, Pass Me Not, O Gentle Savior. And as I was listening to you sing that, I was thinking, man, the words of this psalm just remind me of just what the Lord is doing in our midst. And these words that are found in verse 151 are comforting words, and maybe you need to be comforted. Um, these words that are found in verse 145, 146, and 147 are challenging words. In verse number 140, uh, 152, these words that are found right here are convicting words. And as you walk through this psalm here, you see everything that is taking place. We've been here multiple times. But as I was sitting there for just a few moments, I was challenged and even convicted and even comforted in the midst of just reading these words that are found in this psalm. As he says, I cried with my whole heart. Hear me, O Lord, I will keep thy statutes. I cried unto thee, save me, and I shall keep thy statutes. I prevented the dawning of the morning and cried, I hoped in thy word. Mine eyes prevent the night watches that I might meditate in thy word. Hear my voice according unto thy loving kindness, O Lord. Quicken me according to thy judgment. They draw nigh that follow after mischief. They are far from thy law. Thou art near, O Lord, and all thy commandments are truth concerning thy testimonies. I have known of old that thou hast founded them forever. As you go and you read the first three verses of this, I pray, number one, that you'll be challenged by these words. Now, I have no outline that is formed. I was literally just reading just a few minutes ago, and these these verses just were, the Lord was dealing with me, and I was challenged concerning each of these because I don't know that we have done this often. I don't. I know for myself I have not done this often. That When was the last time that I truly cried out unto the Lord? A challenge that is presented here within each of our lives because if we're not careful, we get so numb to the circumstances. We get no, so numb to the life that we're living that we just assume that everything at some point in time will work itself out. And so what's the point in going to God Almighty about it? This season will come and this season will go. And so at some point it'll come to an end and we neglect our life with the Lord and spending time in prayer and communing with him and getting into the word. He says, I cried with my whole heart. As you look at these words, I cried three different times in verse 146, 147, and 145. As you back up to the first one, you see three different times he says this. He's a very passionate crying. These are not just subtle. These are not just kind of there. It's not just a whimper. These are crying out with his whole heart. He's crying unto the Lord. He understood not only as he poured his heart out to the Lord, but there was only one that could take his circumstances. Not his friends, not his family, but God Almighty. That's why he says, I cried unto God. 
Thee, O Lord. As you recognize these strong statements right here, he says in verse 147, I prevented the dawning of the morning and cried, I hoped in Thy word. That statement, hoped in Thy word, speaks of looking forward to. He knew that the only one, as he says, I cried unto Thee, was God Almighty. But as he was drawing the encouragement from his crying out, he hoped in the word of God. He hoped in the understanding that he knew what God was capable of because God had already been there time and time again. You see, Psalm 119, the entire psalm, the emphasis is the Word of God. And you walk through the entire psalm, you come and you realize every single one of these psalms and each of the verse breaks that you come to, all of them emphasize the power of the Word of God. Notice what he says here. I cry with my whole heart, hear me, O Lord, I will keep thy statutes. I cried unto thee, save me, I shall keep thy testimonies. I prevented the dawning of the morning and cried. Notice these words. I hoped in thy word. The emphasis is not on him crying out. He is going to cry out. Naturally, every single one of us, when circumstances come, when problems arise, when trials are present, we're going to fuss. We're going to cry. We're going to complain. We're going to cry because we don't want it to be present. But where does it stop? Where does the crying continue on? Where does the the complaining end? Where does the griping uh, be halted? Where is it all found to where we say, okay, enough of that when we're challenged by the truths of God's word? We're reminded sometimes that God is faithful. God is there. In the song you just listened to, it very simply said, whether it was on the mountaintop or in the valley, I will lift up my voice and praise him. Why? Because he's worthy of it regardless. Look, you can wake up tomorrow and you can look at your circumstances. You can look at the life that you're living. You can look at what you don't have, what you wish you had, what you're going through, all of that. And it's still not enough to complain that God isn't good to you. You can't do it because he's still so, so good to us. And so you see the challenge that is presented here in that we ought to cry once again. We ought to weep under these things. He was praying with such passion in these words. I cried with my whole heart. You know, I remember as I go back in my mind at certain events and uh, time, and, you know, I grew up playing sports. Many of you know that. And I go back to coaches in my life that were Christians that were trying to teach us not only the foundations of sports and certain things like that, but they were trying to instill Christian principles in our lives. And, and many of these teachings on the basketball court that they were trying to say, okay, here's what, what you need to understand about life in general and this and this and this and all of that. And I remember there was a time in, in one of our practices in college. And uh, our coach was trying to teach us the importance of not being lazy and not just taking time off. And he began to relay, you know, many foundational truths concerning the Christian life. There would be times when we walk into practice and he'd have a, a TV there and he'd be showing us certain things. Then he'd take his notebook and he'd just begin to preach. And we'd have, you know, an hour after that where we'd spend time practicing and all the, the, the drills and getting ready for the next game and I remember one time we were in a practice and he was teaching us the importance of, of not just quitting, of giving your all. And he was talking about even just the Christian life and how we ought to wake up every single day and be reminded and recognize the, the, the opportunities that are right before us. The opportunities to serve the Lord. And many of us, if we're not careful, we spend much of our time praying for the opportunity, only for the opportunity to be presented to us. And then we don't have the faith to take the next step. And I remember he was teaching us many, many different life lessons. And there was a, a, a certain practice where we came in and he was teaching us to just give all. We recognized that word a couple of weeks ago. That word all means all. 
And, uh, and he was teaching us to go a hundred percent and be all in and, and, and thinking about the next person next to you and the, the team and all that. And I remember the drill was we were practicing going out and laying out for the ball, if you would. And the ball would be, he'd roll the ball and we would have to practice diving and diving on the ground and getting the ball. I remember the very next game came and there was a loose ball and I remember at this time, I want to say it was my freshman year, maybe sophomore year, but the ball was loose and I ran towards the ball, but I did not dive. I went to pick it up and the other team ended up getting it because they dove for the ball. Well, you know what comes next. Farmer, take a seat. I mean, he just lays into me. You know, you didn't understand what we just practiced. If you're not going to lay out, someone will get in the game, you know, all these things. And so anyways, a couple games go by and... We were playing at home, and I remember, and all of these things, you're trying to retain all the information, but the, at the same time, if you aren't, haven't bought into the principle, you're not gonna, you're not gonna do it. And I remember there was a, a loose ball, and it was probably exaggerated, you know, it, it was one of those where the ball was going out of bounds, I was never gonna get to it, even if I tried. But man, I was about to show my coach, I bought in. And so the ball's already out of bounds, you know, it's about to go right out of bounds and I dive, you know, the free throw line extended is right here, the ball's over there, it's about to roll out of bounds, and I lay out and slide all the way into the, the brick wall and, and try to get the ball. I mean, trying to, to do it. And so after uh, the next time out, coach looks at me on the bench and he, he starts talking, he says, good job, man, good job, way to, way to buy in. And as I began to, to think about that, that principle that I was being taught right then, that there is something to when you're doing your all, really laying out, really giving your all, really putting forth all the effort that you have. Notice what he says here in this verse. I cried with my whole heart. This wasn't just a, you know, I'm going to take this to the Lord. We'll see what he does. But no, 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 no. This was a God, you've got to intervene situation. God, I need you here. Lord, he's, he goes on, he says, I cried with my whole heart. Hear me, O Lord, I will keep thy statutes. My mind goes back to the very vivid illustration. I remember sitting in a Baptist friends meeting. And the preacher got up and he began to, to preach. I believe his name was Greg Boyle. He's in Washington, I believe is who it was. And he was preaching and he began to talk about one of his children. I believe it was his daughter. It might not be Brother Greg Boyle. is one of them at the Baptist Friends meetings and he was preaching. He got up to preach and they lived in a neighborhood, he said. And in this neighborhood, his, his neighbors, it might have been Brother Gibbs, David Gibbs. But they had neighbors who had some dogs. And I remember in this one moment that he began to preach, and it's one of those situations where you're sitting there and you're listening to the story, and the story has you right where you, you need to be. That It's so captivating because you, you can tell the authenticity of it, and it's real. It's being lived out right before your very eyes. And as he's telling the story, he begins to talk about being in his house, and he's either studying or he's going into the backyard and cooking, and all of this is taking place, and his daughter is out front riding her bike. And if there's ever been a time whenever I'm reading scripture that my mind literally visualizes exactly what it means to cry out with my whole heart, hear me, O Lord, it was this moment. As he is preaching and he's sharing this testimony of what was taking place, he began to talk about him being in his house and all of a sudden he begins to hear his daughter screaming, Daddy, Daddy. And it wasn't, you know, Daddy, I need you. No, she's screaming out, Daddy! Screaming over and over and over. 
And he heard his daughter screaming, and next thing he knew, he walked outside, and the neighbor's two dogs, one of them had his daughter by the ankle and was yanking her leg, the other one had his head, or his mouth wrapped around her head. She's screaming, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. It wasn't a situation where she was saying, Dad, if you could get out here, please come out here. No, no, no. She's crying with every fiber in her being. Because she needed Daddy in that one moment. And the psalmist here says, I cried with my whole heart. Hear me, O Lord. I wonder, when was the last time that we truly begged of God to intervene? Whether it was someone that we knew was lost and we were saying, God, please burden us and and give us a a conviction about sharing the gospel. Lord, save that poor soul. When was the last time that there was a situation that was so heavy on our hearts that we said, God, you've got to do something. We truly yearned for God to do something. Crying out with our whole heart. This was a very passionate moment. It was a tense moment. He says, I cried unto thee, save me. I prevented the dawning of the morning and cried, I hoped in thy word. I was reading 1 Samuel this afternoon for just a few moments. And in 1 Samuel, if you remember the very first moment that Samuel is commanded and go to deliver some news. They're very heavy news. Samuel, in this one situation, is given the opportunity to go and to, to present the news that has just been passed on to him. And the Bible tells us that he laid there through the night. It doesn't say that he fell asleep. It says that he laid there through the night because the news were so heavy. The burden was so heavy. You've been there before when something was going on in your life and you could not shut your brain off because you could not think of any other possible outcome. And so you thought of everything within that situation. You couldn't turn your mind off. You couldn't go to sleep. You go to bed at 10 at 10 p.m. You, you think you've slept, but it's 5 a.m. and you still haven't closed your eyes. Samuel here is laying all through the night thinking about delivering the news and the burden was so heavy. The psalmist says right here, I cried with my whole heart. Hear me, O Lord. I cried unto thee. Save me. I prevented the dawning of the morning and cried. I hoped in thy word. So we see the challenge here concerning us crying out to God. He says in verse 148, Mine eyes prevent the night watches that I might meditate in thy word. Hear my voice according to thy loving kindness, O Lord. Quicken me according to thy judgment. They draw nigh that follow after mischief. They are far from thy law. Notice these words, comforting words. Thou art near, O Lord. As I imagine the moments of that man running out and seeing his daughter. No doubt she's fearful and she's afraid and she's struggling and she's crying out. But you can imagine those moments when she sees her daddy running out. There is some comfort there. Dad's on his way. Can I remind you in the midst of the life that we're living, as we go to our Heavenly Father, that He's the one who who provides that peace that no one can comprehend. He's the one that gives that comfort that you just can't explain. He's the one that begins to strengthen us in the midst of all of the pain and all the problems and all the situations. He's the one. And it's as though in those situations where you are at your wit's end and you begin to cry out to the Lord and you're crying out in such a way with your whole heart and you go and you cry out, save me. And you cry out and you prevent the dawning of the evening and the morning and you're crying out, hoping in His Word that these words, Thou art near, ought to resonate that our Heavenly Father truly does care he's there he's present you think about these comforting words thou art near O lord 
He goes on and says, All thy commandments are truth concerning thy testimonies. I've known of old that thou hast founded them forever. As I read verse 151 at the end and verse 152, I was convicted. Because the Bible says, And all thy commandments are truth. But how many times have we doubted God? Verse 152, Concerning thy testimonies, I have known of old. You know what testimonies means? God's come through. God's been faithful. God's been good. But thou hast founded them forever. You see, the word of God, as you are able to hope in the word of God, you're reminded that you can hope because of the author and who he is in your life. You can hope in the word of God because you understand it's truth, it's authentic, it can be trusted. You can hope in the the word of God because as you read through the ages of history, you'll find that God's always been faithful to every generation. So why would he stop being faithful to you? You see, the psalmist here, as he is crying out, there is a challenge to cry out, that we ought to cry out, that we need to cry out. There is a comforting word, thou art near, O Lord, but there's a convicting word. Why do we not trust our God? You ever looked at your child? Your child is talking to you and maybe they know they've done something that they shouldn't have or whatever the case might be or they didn't ask for something even though they should have and you're having a conversation and the next words that come out of your mouth are maybe something along the lines, Has that, have I ever done that? Have I ever not taken care of you? Why would you not think you could come to me? And I wonder if the Lord sometimes in our own lives in which we're living, the Holy Spirit begins to prick our hearts and remind us, why why haven't you come to me? Have I not proven myself to be faithful time and time again? Have I not reminded you of all the many things that I've done for you? And I said, I didn't have to. I wanted to. You know, you ever have your child say that? You don't have to do this. And your parent, the parent looks at the child and says, I didn't have to. I wanted to. That's a powerful reminder of our Heavenly Father, the many things that He doesn't have to do for us. But, oh, He delights in caring for His children and taking delight in providing for His children. The psalmist says right here, I cried with my whole heart. Hear me, O Lord. I will keep thy statutes. I cried unto thee, save me, and I shall keep thy testimonies. I prevented the dawning of the morning and cried, I hoped in thy word. I pray tonight that you've been challenged to cry out unto God. Whatever your situation might be, I hope you've been comforted in these words. Thou art near, O Lord. And I pray that you and I have all been convicted that sometimes if we're not careful, we just truly don't trust the Lord like we ought to. You say, oh, but this is a big situation. It's not bigger than God. Nothing is and nothing ever will be. And so would you practice the principles that we find in this passage of Scripture? I cried with my whole heart. I cried unto thee, save me. Thou art near, O Lord. And all thy commandments are truth concerning thy testimonies. I have known of old that thou hast founded them forever. Lord, we do thank you tonight. Lord, I thank you for speaking at random times within our lives. I thank you for how good you are. Lord, right this very moment, I know that many have burdens that are heavy, and Lord, they need you. And Lord, I pray that they would run to you. Lord, I pray that you would help us to cry out to you. Lord, that we would be comforted by those words, Thou art near, O Lord. And Lord, that we'd be convicted that, Lord, far too often in our own lives, we just don't trust you like we ought to. I pray that you'd help us tonight. 
Be with our church family. Be with us this evening. Pray that you be honored and glorified in it. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Would you stand with